0: This is episode number 671, Overcoming Emotional Obstacles. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Napoleon Hill said, your big opportunity may be right where you are now. We've heard some amazing stories over the years on the podcast of people overcoming massive challenges to become incredible leaders and achieve greatness in their own industry and in their own life. And I love these stories so much because they remind me that no challenge is too big to overcome. And I don't care where you're at in your life or what challenge you're facing or any type of emotional distress that you may have right now. We all face them and we can all get through them better and stronger. And in this mashup, we're featuring clips from the past episodes that inspire me to view obstacles as opportunities to grow. We've got incredible people on this. Some of you may have heard these episodes, but if you haven't yet, these are huge reminders to help you overcome those emotional barriers that continue to hold all of us back from reaching our true destiny and our true greatness. We've got Emily Skye in the house, Josh Shipp, Rupi Kaur, and Joshua Fields Millburn. This is going to be a powerful one. Make sure to share it with your friends. And a big thank you to our fan of the week. This is from Eli Kaiser. Says, Lewis, thank you for bringing your light into a place that needs it. This podcast is a beautiful reminder of the truest truths. To never give up on my dreams. To remember I am unceasingly, eternally completely loved, and to perpetually train my mind, body, spirit to recognize the greatness within. Let's do this. Eli Kaiser, you are the fan of the week, and that was a beautiful review. If you guys haven't left a review yet, go over to iTunes or the podcast app that you're on right now and leave us a review for your chance to be featured as the fan of the week. It's time to overcome emotional obstacles, and let's dive into this powerful episode right now. off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20 Leaf. That's promo code 20pureleaf for 20% off.
1: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
2: You've got to be responsible for what you're consuming, I think. It's hard to do because young kids aren't, they like looking at this sort of stuff. They love seeing perfect. They love that idea. It's almost like a romantic movie. It's romanticizing it. I think if people can take more responsibility and if something's making them feel bad, if a particular person's making them feel bad about themselves and maybe question themselves, why are they? And do I need to have them on there? Can I get rid of them? Yeah, But that's hard. I mean, you can only say to people, be responsible, don't do this. But they're still going to do it because it's an addiction, isn't it? People love it.
0: Yeah. What about yourself in terms of, you know, you've got this massive audience. You have all these people that look up to you that are inspired by your mindset, your body, your look, your muscles, whatever it is. Do you ever go through times of still being insecure or comparing yourself yep. even though you have this?
2: Yeah, it, it never everyone just... wants to
0: be you, but you're like, well, I'm still not good enough I don't
2: think anyone feels 100% confident all the time in themselves. I think people always have times where they you know, have a bad day or they don't feel like they're as good as they can be. And I have those times. It's nowhere near what it used to be, but I think now I have the tools to be able to get through it and I know how to, and I'm aware of when I'm feeling down. Why am I feeling this way? What's contributing to that? What can I remove to help myself move on and and get past this? So being really, I guess, self-aware.
0: Why do you think you get insecure at times? What are the reasons?
2: Um, I don't know whether it's because I used to be a very insecure person, so that it's always sort of, I'm always fighting it. It's always sort of coming back. I think that that's a huge thing and getting on top of that and knowing that that's, the type of person that I used to be as well, not going back to that. But there's a lot like social media is insane. It's competitive. There's a lot of people out there posting things that could, I could look at and then go, oh, I'm not this or I'm not that. Or for instance, I'm Pregnant at the moment, obviously, and I have gained fat. Oh, and cellulite. Yeah, oh, that's know. what this lump <laughs> is here. <laughs> but I've gained fat and cellulite and changed and I've lost a lot of Stretch muscle. Stretch marks or whatever, yeah. yeah. all these things are happening, which I am 100% embracing. I'm happy with. But I could look at these other people who are online who are fit and pregnant and they look amazing and they're on their own journey. That's a thing. Everyone's on their own journey and shouldn't compare. But I could look at them and think, well, how come this person's got abs and she's a few months ahead of me and and yet her abs are there and she's tiny and I've got all this cellulite and stuff going on. <laughs> I could look at that and, and that could affect me, but I don't. I think I'm at a really good place now where I'm so happy and my baby's obviously most important to me, so I don't let those insignificant things affect me.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. good. What are some of the tools that you use when you're looking to overcome that <laughs> you know, insecurity or fear or yep. comparison? Because I think this will be helpful for a lot of people who are constantly comparing. Yeah. To see someone like you with a massive audience, great body, great image, great everything on how you do that.
2: I think you've got to work out what makes you happy in life and what's most important to you. Is it really trying to be perfect and worrying about what everyone else thinks of you, especially on social media? If you put up a photo and people say, oh, you look great here, does that really make you happy temporarily? Yeah, you feel good. Your ego is getting fed. But long term, I don't think it really does. And I think you need to get to a point where you do know what makes you happy and you're aware of that and you you don't rely on that to keep feeding the happiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but when I feel down, and I've talked about this before with my followers, but when I get in my sort of down moments, and I haven't had one for a while, which is a good That's thing. That's great. But um, last year I had a bit of a time. I think I'd been travelling a lot and I just got really run down and everything just went to shit pretty much. It's hard uh, to keep your
0: body healthy. Yeah. And, and then consistent. your mind
2: goes and, ugh, I was feeling – Crappy. I wasn't training, which is a big thing. Getting moving is incredible. It does incredible things for you. And the, the endorphins that you get from it are really – it's a real thing.
3: <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah,
2: and I hadn't been doing it for a while and I just – I didn't want to. I wasn't motivated. And I thought, how can to I move, get myself – To work out. Yeah. how can I get myself back there? I know that that's what changed my life. And yet here I am stuck feeling shitty again. I thought, okay, well, I don't want to go to the gym because I'm not motivated to do that. How can I get myself there? So I put music on. And dance around the house and I started learning hip-hop. I was putting tutorials on the big screen on YouTube and dancing around the lounge room like an idiot. I was no good at it but it's not the point. That's right. I felt good. I felt happy and the music lifted my mood and I started getting outdoors outside in the in the sun and fresh air and just finding that balance again and I guess grounding myself in a way so I could start to feel like, okay, what is it? What is it that it makes me happy again? What is it that... Gives me life that makes me jump out of bed every day. So I got back there, and then I, I'm back on track again. So you got to find what what it is that does it for you. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's walking. I don't know. Ice skating, rock climbing, whatever. Yeah. Do something that makes you feel good again, but you gotta find your creative. Mm-hmm. And my creative for me is training and getting outdoors and talking to people and helping people.
0: Yeah, it's probably not sticking on your phone looking at Instagram all day. No, that's probably that's, not gonna do it.
2: That can be quite poisonous. I know. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. and you gotta set boundaries for yourself and yeah. restrictions.
0: When you're following and your accounts is your business and your brand, and if something isn't working or isn't getting the results you want, how do you deal with that? inner voice when like, okay, I put a post out here. Normally I get a certain amount of real yeah. results with their traction and comments, whatever sales. And I didn't get that. Yeah. How do you handle that inner critic?
2: It's hard because it is me. I'm the brand. It's not someone else. It's so it's hard not to take it personally. And I think you invest so much. I invest a lot into my business and what I do and I love it but I do take things personally because it is me and, it, and I know it's a hard thing to do so I've got to sort of sit back and go, okay, well, there's a lot of things coming into play here with algorithms and things. What, yes, what could so be much. the reason? Is it really my content that people aren't liking or is it because they're not actually seeing it because Instagram's done an update and people who, you know, who follow me aren't actually seeing the post? So you've got to like step back and, and realize what's going on here. So it is hard. It's hard to sort of monitor what's working and what's not and whether it is you or not. But you can test and there's a lot of things you can do to work out what actually works and what people want to see and what your following really likes. But yeah, you've really got to think about maybe it is just the algorithm.
0: And how do you stay grounded? Something's taking off and doing really well. You're on the cover of every magazine. You're getting brand deals. You're getting all this stuff. It is all working for you. How do you stay grounded and also stay happy with it being enough? Yeah. Sometimes we'll get these big marks and then we're like, oh, but it could be more, it could be this, and it's not enough. So how do you stay grounded in those times?
2: Yeah, I think because it's taken a long time to get where I am, and you could say that I started working on it when I was a teenager because that's when I started with modeling and I use a lot of... A lot of the things I learnt with modelling now, so I do a lot of things myself. I take my own photos on a tripod with a timer. I edit my own videos. I really? write my own content. I reply to people online. I do a lot of stuff myself which I learnt when I was doing modelling. So I think in life there's a lot of things that you can use right now. I mean down the track when you find what it is you want to do. Because I've gone through that and I've worked really hard, it hasn't just happened overnight. I wasn't just handed it. I have a lot of appreciation what I've got one thing I do struggle with is really really appreciating and being grateful for what it is that I've got right now and it being enough because I always want to be I want to be the best I want to reach more people do so much stuff and I sometimes get frustrated because I know that I'm not quite where I want to be yet and it's a really hard balance to really appreciate and look back on what you've done and go yeah I've killed this I'm doing well And still go, oh, there's still more I want to do. It's quite hard and that's something I do struggle with a a lot. And when I do, say, get a magazine cover, I've got to really make an effort to go, I achieved this because I deserve it. It's, It's difficult. And I think I get a bit mixed up with I don't want to sort of lose who I am through the whole thing and I don't want people to think, and it's funny because I always say, don't worry about what people think, but I, I do. I, I care what people think because I'm trying, I'm doing this for a reason. I want to help people. So I have to care what they think, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. I want to always stay, I guess, relatable to people and never seem like I'm full of myself, which I'm not, and I'm far from it actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it's finding that balance between being proud of yourself, looking at what you've achieved, where you've come from, and then still being able to say, yeah, but I've still got room to grow and more to do and more goals to do.
0: too in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app state farm lets you do things your way so when you need help protecting the things that matter most remember to say like a good neighbor state farm is there
3: when i was 14 i moved into yet another home and i thought here we go yet another home and these people are going to talk you know big about how they're going to love me unconditionally and all this crap and yeah, whatever, let's just get this over with. Lewis, dude, I would literally keep a notebook of when I entered a home and then when I exited the home by getting kicked out and I would try to beat my high score. Oh my gosh. And I would document what technique I used. It, I mean, <laughs> I, I was so emotionally remo- removed from it. It was just like this game for me of like, you act like you care, but I know you don't. I know you're eventually gonna give up on me, so let's just get it over. Mm. But these final set of parents completely changed my life. They were consistent. They backed up everything they said with their actions, and they backed up all their actions with their words. They were tough and tender, which is exactly what a kid like me needed, Mm. was sometimes to be hugged and sometimes to be kicked. And those two individuals, the Wiedemeyers in Oklahoma, completely transformed my life, completely changed my life and this is why one of my big things is that is that every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story because the Wiedemeyers were that for me. And and that's been my drive and my motivating factor to do the work that I do with kids and teens and parents is to be that one caring adult for some kid, be it through a message, a book, a show, training other people to go out and do that sort of work. That's really my my heartbeat behind why I do what I do is like I had this insane childhood. And I remember how frustrating and confusing and alienating and just what a complete and total mess I felt like. And to have some caring adults who didn't put on a show, but were genuine and helped me at that at critical time. It's like, that's what I want to do. It's my way of saying thank you to the Wiedemeyers and others like them that helped me.
0: How old were you when you met them?
3: 14 years old. And, you know, if you think about that, it's like a, here's this 14 year old showing up on your doorstep with all this baggage and garbage and crap that you did not cause, that was not your fault, <laughs> but now you got to deal with it. Mm. And even though, again, they're like two of the finest people on the planet, I pushed them away. I tried to hold them at an arm's distance. I tried to get kicked out of there i i tried everything to to again you know let's just get this over with i know you guys don't really care so let's just accelerate this inevitable breakup they just wouldn't i remember one night i went to jail because i wrote a bunch of hot checks as a teenager they brought me home and i was it was certainly a rock bottom moment for me my mom made me stay the night in jail although she could have bailed me out the night before which looking back was very wise sort of making me feel the pain of my own stupidity. And they brought me home that next morning. And I assumed they would yell or lecture, which was certainly in their right. And they just looked at me and very calmly said, you can keep causing problems. You can keep pushing us away if you want. But, uh, and excuse my language, I said, damn it, Josh, we don't see you as a problem. We see you as an opportunity. Why don't you start to see yourself like that? Mm. And dude, Lewis, they had probably said that sort of thing to me probably a hundred times. I know them. They're just that kind of people. They probably said it a hundred times. But here I was in a moment where I was actually really ready to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it's not fair to say in that moment, my life changed. But in that moment, I made the commitment that my life would change. You started shifting. Yeah. And then, you know, look, I've done a lot of work with young people who are at risk and my opinion is you can't change anyone's life, but if you can get someone to make that commitment to begin to accept help, you know, and so then came hundreds of hours of counseling, a big brother through big brothers, big sisters, being more open to my foster parents, to my social workers, to all this sort of stuff of beginning to wade through my own issues that began that life change. And man, I'm uh, unbelievably grateful for today as as a guy who's married, has kids. Mm. And uh, I'm certainly not perfect. I'm certainly flawed in many, many ways. But I'm so grateful to have figured that out and that the Wiedemars didn't walk away because, man, it would have been so easy to.
1: Once we experience something and once we overcome it, we almost forget how difficult it was when you put time, like, with that gap. And especially because my mind is, like, really just blocked out so many of those memories. But I think we go through different versions of suffering. And one thing I really have seen in the last, like, year or two, and I do write about it in The Sun and Her Flowers, is that the idea of, like, becoming your own enemy mm-hmm. and me becoming that in the last little while— Is almost more painful than any external factors trying to attack me, and I tried not to write about that Mm because I was like, "Who cares about that?" But I ended up writing an entire chapter about it, and it's what I've really taught myself in the last two um, last two years. Like, I worked so hard on you know trying to really respond to these other negative factors, but then I became, it came to a point where I became my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most painful and is the most painful thing of all.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd be able to have as much of an impact mm. without going through that much challenge, pain, suffering?
1: Mm. Do you think
0: your work would be as powerful? Um, I,
1: I don't know. I don't even know if I would be writing if it weren't for those moments, right?
0: So are you grateful for that
1: experience? I I am. Like, I would say I have no regrets. Even, Mm -hmm. like, before that, there's been things. And after that, there's been things. But I've taught myself, like, there are no regrets. And all things happen for a reason. And a wonderful thing that I do, I don't know if it's healthy or not, is, like, (laughs) anytime something terrible happens, I always respond to it with art. So me, exactly. So going through that and ending that responded with, like, I responded with that by going to my first ever, like, open mic night yeah. and starting to do this thing on a regular basis. I don't know if I would have done that otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was other things that happened after that. And every time things went wrong, I would just do something else. Mm-hmm. Then I started a blog, and then something else went wrong. And then I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm going to start doing this. And then I started my Instagram, and then other things went wrong. And it was like, life became so <laughs> bad that I was like, For- forget about it. I'm just going to publish this goddamn book because... That's how I kind of deal with stuff and, like, work through things. I have to keep myself really busy. Well, it's
0: like <laughs> your therapy, yeah.
1: It is, Do you yeah. feel
0: like you have to go through challenges every single year to create then? Do you think no. you'll be able to create from a place of love? And- I think
1: so, and that was a challenge. Like, <laughs> after the success of Milk and Honey, like, I gained a lot of stability that I didn't have, that my family didn't have. Whether like financial their- stability. Financial yeah. stability, emotional stability. You know, it's interesting because I came to a place that, was there was lots of love and mm-hmm. everything had settled finally after so long. And it was a moment that I'd been looking forward to forever. It's a moment that you would dream of. But then I was scared because I was like, oh, my God. But, like, if I'm not suffering, then how will I write again, you know? <laughs> and then I would, like, go out and search for suffering and create situations. Really? and Sabotage You know, yourself. I'd be, like, trying to, like, fight with, my friends just to be like, yeah, like it's going to give me something, you know, like move me. But what I realized was like, that's so not true. And that's like working from a place of trauma and suffering and we do not have to do that anymore and it is very possible to write from a place of love it's just we have to teach ourselves how to do that because for so long what i did yeah (laughs) like we learned to teach ourselves to write through the suffering because that's what we're trying to write through and now i have to like reprogram myself to write through a place of like love or happiness or whatever that is
4: My mother died and my marriage ended both in the same month. Holy cow. And these two events forced me to look around and start to question what had become my life's focus. And I realized I was so focused on so-called success and achievement and especially on the accumulation of stuff, the trophies of of success. Like, look at me; I have, I have two Lexuses and I have this, right. I have that, I have the bigger house, and and the golf membership or uh, whatever. You yeah, know. yeah, the racket club membership. There actually. you go. <laughs> yeah. And so I ha- I had these these things, and here's here's the thing I want to get across. So there's nothing inherently wrong with stuff. We, we all need some stuff. The problem isn't consumption. The problem is this compulsory consumption, buying things because that's what we think we're supposed to do. We, we've been sold this meme of the American dream. If you get this, then you will be happy as if there is a template for happiness. And in fact, I think that's one of the, the bigger problems is we are chasing happiness. For the longest time, that's what I did. I chased happiness and that forced me to, to, to really forsake what was important. In fact, I was at a point in my life when I was very narrowly successful, right? Like I had the job title, right? but I wasn't, I wasn't broadly successful. And it's because there wasn't a lot of meaning in what I was doing. We all have to earn a living. I, I understand that, but I was so focused on just accumulating more money and status and identity. My whole life was wrapped up in that identity we hold on to a lot of stuff. We hold on to all these supposed memories, right? And I know that's what I was doing. That's what my mom did when I went to deal with her stuff. And I realized that, you know what? Some of this stuff actually adds value to my life. I don't know what. And so I started small because I had attachment to so many things in my life. i had given so much meaning to my stuff. And I said, I need to try to get rid of some of this. Like some of it's in the way. I don't know what, what's actually adding value. And so over the course of of 30 days, I just started, I said, I'm going to let go of one thing a day, one item a day, each day for 30 days. What would happen if that, if, if I did that? my values aren't different. Yes. And I, th- I think that's what's important is identifying what is important in my life. What items, what material possessions are going to augment that experience and not get in the way. Yes. And so letting go allowed me to figure out the paradox of, of minimalism is I get far more value from the material items I own now than by watering them down with hundreds of thousands of right. items. I always look back to those five values if my health is lacking, then I need to repair that. That's if, the first thing. Yeah. 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 And I, I think they're all, they're all tied though. If my relationships are, are lacking, it means if I'm not giving to them or if I'm not getting what I need from those relationships, then I have to question why. Right. And, and so if I'm not creating, you know, if I'm not passionate about yeah. this, this creativity or this craft, then I'm lacking. If I feel like I'm not growing or if I'm not you know, giving to the world in, in a meaningful way, then any of those areas, if any of those areas are empty, right, that's the weak link. And I, I need to go back and fix sure, that. Sure. And it's constant every day. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at how do I serve these values in my life? And if, if I'm not serving them, then I need to be honest with myself and find a way to fix that.
0: There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode again. Don't allow the emotional obstacles to consume you and control you and hold you back in your life. You are born to overcome these things. You have the power to withstand them, and you don't need to hold on to them. Move through the emotional challenges. Move through the pain. Move through the suffering and let it go. You were born and designed to express love and express your truest self right now. If you enjoyed this, share with a friend, lewishouse.com slash 671. If you want to listen to any of the other clips and the full interviews with Emily Skye, Josh Ship, Rupi Kaur, Joshua Fields, Millbourne, go to lewishouse.com slash 671, and you'll see the links for those episodes as well that you can click and listen to those full interviews, which are extremely powerful in their own right. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure to share with your friends. Let me know what you think. Tag me on Instagram, at Lewis House. Connect with me. Let's continue this conversation of greatness and keep spreading the message to be part of one of the most powerful movements in the podcast world. This is all about unlocking your greatness. I love you so very much. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.